Hello and howdy and welcome one and all to Mock Footage. My name is Joseph Langlois and this week we're going to watch Ye Old Purge. My name is Ray Rosso and I'm pretty sure this movie does not take place in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right so far. So what? That's, when... how old, that's where Ye Old comes from the 1800s yeah. now. When else doesn't The Purge take place? Um, it's probably going to take place in 2060, so not that. So in the um, near future. It's going to take place in the near future. Uh, probably, I would like to see a Purge. I'm sure there's like a, a, a problematic cowboy western called The Purge, and they just kill everybody who isn't white yeah. in the town. Yeah. There's some um, okay. vague, like, disease in heavy uh-huh. quotation marks. Right. Um, probably 16th century France. I'm not going to lie. You're pretty close, honestly, with that um, with that first seed of an idea. But go on. Uh, I, I've planted multiple seeds. This is my little purge garden. Yeah. Um, for the purge franchise. So you're when saying we... it does take place in 1360 sorry what what did i say <laughs> 1360 that's the kind of thing i would normally cut out but i was just so confused by it uh the 16th century france that's when you said it takes it does place? not all of oh. the places i'm naming are not places where the purge takes place okay although there's probably a movie about 16th century france where they purge like immigrants and like non-citizens from the country right so, like, I, you know, I guess technically a purge takes place then. Mm. I'm getting really sad and dark about history Yeah, now. That's what Let's, you do. That's what I do, everybody. <laughs> Go on. Probably, when, when was, when was the dinosaurs? Like, 2 BC? No. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i interpreted that genuinely at first and i was like what, ray no <laughs> it doesn't it stand for before crustaceans yeah yeah exactly so there were two years of dinosaurs and then it was crustaceans um, uh-huh. <laughs> you know it's it's wild if you think about what the world looked like even 50 years ago uh, like that was that was before people had wings oh my god everything 50 years ago was in black and white it was mm-hmm. wild yeah, 50 years ago in 1970. I in have to stop lying. I have to stop lying about history because people look at pictures of Martin Luther King and like other people from like the 60s and people by people I mean the government legitimately makes those black and white photos to make you think they're a lot older than they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when does the purge take place for real though? 2007. Okay. When is that like when it came out or? Yes. And also when it takes place. Got it. Okay. And what's the deal? What is the purge? The government has issued. (laughs) I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I almost started doing my storytelling voice for for the escape room (laughs) because that was legitimately. I was about to start saying this story. So the the government. So the government has issued like 
a law, like a sanctioned law that for one day uh, a year, there are no laws and you can do whatever you want. And that is called The Purge. And the first movie like plays with the themes of like anarchy and the lack of structure and organization. But as this, the franchise goes on, it goes more into like the questions of, well, what does that mean for wider society? Because the mm-hmm. purge keeps happening every year and like people are getting used to it, etc. Mm-hmm. So this first movie just kind of sets up the scene for it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you said the first movie sets up the scene and there's, there's a series. We all know that the purge comes out on like 4th of July every year or whatever. Um, when or why, why does the government make the decision to erase all the laws for a day? What is the driving force here? There's too many people. Oh, okay. The population too big. Po- just simple population control. I mean, that's yeah. probably not how they present it. No, absolutely not. Yeah, they don't give those reasons, but in a quick, like, bit seeing behind the curtain with the government, okay. they're just like, yeah, there's way too many people. There's not enough resources. What if we just let them kill each other? Got it. Um, okay. Okay. You, yeah. Um, and what... Uh, so what what kinds of things do people get up to during the purge? Is it is it just mostly killing each other because they're allowed to? Like what what I mean, drives people to do that? There's there's stealing, there's repairing people's bikes for free because mm-hmm. you don't have to pay for anything. Yeah. That's there's, what I would do. There's free ice cream Ooh. during the purge, but just kidding, it's not ice cream, it's soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's ooh spooky. Okay, Ray, this re- leads me to a good question. The purge exists in real life. What do you do during the twenty-four hour period that you can't normally do otherwise? I was gonna say I wear my mask outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but like no. a clown mask. <laughs> well, and and I just go around telling to people to people why so serious while I tip my fedora at them. Mm-hmm. I hate this. <laughs> um, yeah. I would probably, I don't know, like in the days leading up to the purge, I would probably like collect my like three closest friends and be like, okay, so who's wrong to you? No particular reason. Just asking for a friend. The friend is me. I'm going to go kill the people who've wronged you and, and or see. torture them. Okay. Wow. That's what I would do. You would kill the people that have wronged your friends. And or torture them. That's questionably noble. Eh. Yeah. Is, is killing noble? I would... Um, That's one of the questions the purge asks, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably just, like... I would, like, sing really loud at people. So that's basically what I'm doing with going around asking people why so serious. <laughs> so, so I'm going around asking people why so serious while you're in the background singing Raise Your Glass by Pink really loud yeah. behind me. Yeah. And then the, also throwing champagne glasses at people. Um, so obviously this movie is ridiculous because if people took um, full advantage of the purge and did evil awful crimes the world would not be able to like recover the next day and have life go on as normal but that is Mm -hmm. the conceit of the movie is that life does go on for as normal 
who do we follow in this movie and see their life rocked or like what 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 characters do we follow in this first film? Absolutely. So we follow single mother Carrie Fisher and her housemates in Los Angeles. God. Oh my god. Better movie already. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, they're aware of the purge. They decide to board up the house uh, leading up to it and just kind of keep everything together. Turns out one of the housemates just wants to keep everybody trapped inside so he can kill everybody because they haven't been paying the bills on time. And then also people on the outside break in and steal stuff and like hurt them. Okay. You know. Because people are just malicious and bad sometimes. Okay. Um, and at the end of the movie, uh, Carrie Fisher does die, but her daughter does live to to survive another purge. And she is the protagonist of Purge 2, Electric Boogaloo. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the first purge, um, we learn that the president was killed. Oh. I gotta say... I don't think that happens in any of the Purge movies, but it could, and it would be funny if it did. And and, and I think it would fit right in. Like, I feel, I feel like that mm -hmm. plot point absolutely would fit in the Purge. I just, you know, we've been doing mock footage for a very long time, Joe, and also we all know the premise to the Purge at this point. Yeah. We well, all I, I think quotes. what's interesting, and we'll see this in a moment here, um, but I think what's interesting is, like, obviously the, pur the premise of the Purge is pretty, like, well-known, but you are kind of getting close at least to some of the the themes as well which is which is interesting to me but we'll see that in a moment but first i need to know what is your favorite line from this movie um so carrie fisher's other housemate one of the other housemates is delilah um and she's like a stoner she doesn't do a lot and mm -hmm. for about like the first half of the movie they she doesn't say anything and every time carrie tries to talk to her she's just like Hey there, Delilah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go have some popcorn, Ray. Well, I'm going to steal your popcorn because ah, I have the right to do it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Kitty is in here, so there's a chance she might start meowing at the door. That's fine. Uh, all right, Ray. Uh, what can I say? Are you ready to un release release the beast? Unleash the beast? Really I... glad we got that out of our system. Yeah. And by that, our judicial system. Mm -hmm. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mock Footage. My name is Ray Hiroso, <laughs> and today I have Joseph Langlois with me, and today we are critically analyzing The Purge and all the philosophical <laughs> questions therein. Yeah, we kind of have to, huh? First question, is it okay to give your neighbor cookies? Um, only if they're laced with poison? Those cookies never right. came back, huh? No, I was really sad about it. The Purge it is a movie the purge. Uh, in the fictional future, the far-falling future of year of 2022 in America. Um, and Didn't say 2060? Or am I making... You said 2060. Is... Oh, The movie yeah. said 2022. <laughs> I don't know how to frame... Um, which, when this movie came out, was about 10 years in the future. So, okay, she's meowing already, so I'm going to let her out. <laughs> Go ahead. What's business? 
Meow. Meow. Uh, meow. Um, so we are set in the far-flung future of 2022. And the premise is that the uh, American government has kind of reshaped itself by allowing once per year the purge, uh, which means all almost all laws are just lifted, um, meaning that people can go around and are, in fact, encouraged to go around and do whatever they want, including killing other people. Um, to cleanse their souls and to uh, un- unleash the beast and basically let out all the bad feelings that they have. Um, and this is supposed to revitalize the economy. And since it's been going on, the economy has been flourishing and the America has been flourishing, um, or so we're led to believe. Um, and we follow a family uh, who directly profits from the purge. So it, they are the Sandins. We have James and Mary, and we have children, Charlie and Zoe. And James Sandin is a uh, salesman, and he sells home security systems to protect people from the purge. And he's made a lot of money by selling these systems to other people in his richy rich neighborhood. Um, and so, like, that's kind of the setup of the movie. And then the purge happens and the kids aren't all comfortable with what happens during the purge. And um, somebody who's in trouble ends up getting into the home. One of the kids lets him in and chaos ensues. Uh, There are violent intruders basically for the rest of the movie. Um, And that's, that's, that's what happens in the purge. And then the next morning rolls around and everybody goes back to their lives. And it's very eerie. Um, but that's, that, that is the plot and it's pretty dang close to what you guessed, Ray. I just made a hand gesture, mm-hmm. which nobody can see. It was the peace sign. Um, thanks or you're welcome. I don't know which is the correct response. There isn't a lot going on in the movie plot wise, but there is there really a lot is going on in the movie thematically, I would say. Yes, I think I was correct in assuming that this movie kind of sets up a very strange world and Mm -hmm. opens up doors for a franchise. Unfortunately, I mean, you say strange world, but it's honestly not that strange. But it's not that far from the truth. It's dramatized. It's dramatized reality, right? Like, you know... These people, I think the biggest problem with the movie is that they get cartoonishly evil um, out of nowhere. Um, But at the same time, a lot of the actions that are taken by like the preppy invaders or the the neighborhood, um, you know, people that, that are jealous of the new addition on the house or whatever, they are... That's people every day. That's people every day. That's people every day. You know, it's it's not as directly violent. It's not as obviously you know silly for me to like stand on somebody's front porch and be like, "Let us in, or we'll kill you." But yeah, but like if Susan next door added like an addition to her house, Joe, and you walked over and gave her cookies, and you'd be like, "Wow, I'm jealous of that," especially since you made money no. off me. <laughs> what I was going to say is that you know. People are already being killed uh, by the system, by the status quo. And that's that's what this family represents, right, is the status quo. Is like, let's not question how bad these policies are 
because we're making out like a bandit. Because like we, we are doing from well. It. We benefit from it. It's good for the country. It's good for us. Let's not question how it's bad. Uh, I was struck by something in the beginning of the movie that I wanted to get out. Um, there's a, a throwaway line. Like we see a neighbor like sharpening a machete, getting ready for the purge. And one of the characters is like, oh, somebody's getting ready for tonight. And I was just like, it's so wild. I like how casual they are about it. You know, like how like these people are getting ready to go and kill people. And no one seems to be bothered by that. And then I remembered it's like. They have to be, right? They have to be okay with mm-hmm. the fact that the purge is happening because they do represent the status quo. They can't question it too much because... It's not the first purge. It's not the first purge and... Which I think the first purge is the name of the prequel? Yeah, one of them. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it re- the purge is uh, required or, or it... It enables the life that they live. So they are complicit in it, whether they like it or not. Yes. Um, There's a lot about this movie, and it's trying to make some interesting points about current systems in place in the United States right now. Um, And if you look, if you look, you'll see it. It's very interesting. It's still not... I was actually surprised at how kind of um up front they were with it like there's even like it's it's kind of background information it's not like the forefront of the plot but there are people questioning like on the news broadcasts and stuff every once in a while someone will be like you know all these like scientists are saying this is a natural requirement that people need to release the beast but some people speculate that this is about money and that the reason that the economy is flourishing is because homeless people are being killed off and like you know is it really about Mm -hmm. that um, but then they just write it off. Either way, the economy's doing great now. So, <laughs> huh, weird. Yeah, I don't. There's a lot to unpack. Um, if you take it at face value, it's a fine enough flick. Uh, if you look at the themes and what the movie is trying to convey in terms of any lessons, I think there's something worth worth looking at there. Yeah, it's. Uh, again, I, I I think I watched it's, the first three Purge movies, and I remember oh the second one being much stronger in that sense, like thematically. I like the second mm-hmm. one a, a lot better because the problem that this movie runs into is that it starts off, I think, with a really good premise and a really good starting point politically. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it does make its villains cartoonishly evil. I think the thing that also, like... I'm not sure the movie is aware of is that James, the head of the family, is of the villain. Like, yeah, he's the bad guy in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, <laughs> there are he several almost... bad guys, but he's one of them. <laughs> yeah, there. No, for sure. I, I. <sighs> and like sometimes the movie makes that clear, and then other times it like washes him of his sins and lets him be the good guy and that's i think this movie's biggest problem cersei lannister is clearly the protagonist of this movie (laughs) yes that final Um, scene where they're sitting at the the dinner table and waiting for morning to roll around did stick in my memory because it's it's very very good good. (laughs) Uh, she is clearly the one who is morally morally grappling with the ramifications Mm -hmm. of the purge yep um and as soon as James is not around and not just ordering her around, which is literally what he does the entire movie, mm-hmm. 
she gets to think and make statements yeah. about what she what is happening. And she wants that she does not want people dying in her house. Yeah. Even if her neighbors tried to kill her. Yeah. Which they did try to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> Which what? I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I, 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 she's a great character, I think, because <laughs> throughout the movie, we see her kind of like a little dis, uncomfortable and a little disquieted and a little upset, but ultimately mm-hmm. choosing to ignore those feelings and choosing to listen to her husband and turning off and choosing not to engage with the problem until she's forced to. Which right, because she is, is, like, is, you know, makes her complicit. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. But at the same time, she seems like a real person. Like, you know, like yes, yeah, she is thriving off of the fact that the purge is happening. Mm-hmm. Is she happy about it? Probably not. No. Yeah. Um, that's pretty clear by the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I liked her. She was cool. I know the other movies will not focus on the same set of characters. Yeah. Most likely. Um. It's, yes. It's. I don't know if I will watch the other purge movies. It's an interesting premise. When yeah. I first saw that the purge was like a thing that was happening, I thought it was very campy yeah. and I had no interest in it whatsoever. But it it's stronger than what I was led to believe. Yeah, based exactly. off of marketing. It, the marketing made it and the the specifically that guy. There's like this guy that's the head of the the preppy squad Mm. these guys come into the movie and they want their victim back because this victim has escaped into the sandin's home and they threaten the sandins they say basically give him back to us or we're gonna break in and kill you all um and throughout the movie like for about half the movie he's like has this open dialogue with the sandins and he is at times saying things that are like kind of creepy and kind of scary because they seem kind of based in reality and then he goes too far and he's just silly he's just like i'm the yeah. joker baby and it's oh, yeah and but that's when i realized oh he's not a threat quote a threat right it's i knew from the get-go that the neighbors were gonna be the final threat because that's it's what set it was up in the beginning up. of the movie yeah yeah and it was eerie getting to see them just do that. And it was yeah. great. It was very nice and cool of them to do that. Very poggers, if I may. <laughs> um, and you absolutely may not. But since it is The Purge, you can do whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was just a lot of stuff happening in the house that I really didn't care about. Yeah. It's the other thing. I think that is another pitfall <laughs> a lot of times the the film seemed to forget that that characters or items existed like early on uh james kills zoe's boyfriend um because he tried to kill him it's stupid don't um, worry about it but the kid had a gun on him right and then there's a like that gun just exists for a while like, and nobody remembers that it exists. And then eventually one of the characters finds it and, and keeps it. And it's like, I, like, it feels like that's something that people would know about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a certain level of people in horror movies specifically that I'm, I'm willing to, like, let slide. Like, you know, people mess up, especially when they're scared and nervous and stuff. But also, 
like this movie was about home invasion and and i think also it is kind of funny that the home is so big and that is a problem for them because they keep losing yes. track of one another. It's very funny <laughs> and very good. Um, I think that the the gun from the boyfriend is a direct line to the stranger killing and protecting the family at the yeah. very end. Yeah. And they had to make sure they jumped through all the hoops yeah. to get there. Yeah. Which is, you know, a lot. Yeah. It, but it's it, overall, it's fine. The first time I watched this movie, I was like, eh, it was pretty creepy and fun or whatever. But overall, I was like bored by the concept that people are naturally filled with rage. And because like war exists, that is a natural inclination of humans and we should just let it happen and then everyone will be happier. Like, I was like, Listen. that's so stupid. That's such a silly premise. Nobody would go along with that. Upon rewatch years later, seeing it as more of an abstraction of the current state of the world and mm -hmm. like not not that people literally want to kill everybody else, but in that people do commit small acts of violence against one another unthinkingly because it it protects the status quo that. Like, seeing it through that lens, it makes a lot more sense, and it's more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. It's not super enjoyable always as a horror movie or as a well-shot movie or a well-choreographed movie, but it is enjoyable, like, from that from that lens. Thematically, it's interesting. Yeah. If you want to unleash the beast, just go get a can of monster energy and pop that can open, and then go, <laughs> ah... We are not sponsored by Monster Energy. <laughs> Bottoms up, the devil laughs. Wait, is that the phrase? <laughs> I thought the devil went down to Georgia. <laughs> I want to see if the other Purge movies tackle and become more blatant about race mm -hmm. and politics and what that means for the Purge. I can't remember. All of the movies have troubles. But I will say that in the in the second movie, there I, I specifically remember there being a plot line. It centers around a poorer family, and they're like struggling to make their bills or whatever. And there's this grandpa character who's like dying of cancer or something. And so on the night of the purge, he decides in secret from his family to sell himself to a group of wealthy white people so that they can like torture him or whatever. And then they they pay his family or whatever. And, like, that's that's a big plot point is they're like, you can't do that. We're not going to let you, like, sell your body for to them. But, again, it's it. I think I thought that that was like a very, a very on the nose metaphor. Um, it's kind of disappointing because it feels like some of this metaphor is lost on some of the, the audience of the movie, even though it's super obvious. Uh huh. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, isn't the latest Purge movie about immigrants? I don't know. I Wasn't did stop paying attention. Thing? I remember not liking the third one very much at all, and, and I stopped watching them. I mean, I always thought they were funny and silly, because they are. But There's also... a television series. Oh my god, really? There's two seasons. What? In the final episode, we see James Sandon. What? Before He's the dead. purge happens. Before the purge happens. Oh. Apparently. Are you like, looking I at a wiki page right now? 
I was when we were watching the movie because I'm like, what happened to the series? <laughs> it was when they were all in the dark in the house and I did not care. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of shots in the dark, huh? Uh-huh. Look, I have to occupy my time somehow. <laughs> if we're watching a campy movie that's trying to make statements about the political climate, that's fine. But sometimes people are just stumbling in the dark for 20 minutes. It's... I, I can't tell whether this movie or the series overall are horror movies dressed up as a political movie or political movies dressed up as a horror movie. I want to say it's the latter, but I might be being too generous to it. Well, it's the purge, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's going to do it for us. Um, Ray, would you recommend watching The Purge to somebody who had not seen it before? I would recommend The Purge to somebody after I sat them down and talked about them about the current political climate. <laughs> about class struggle. <laughs> Just to make sure that they're primed and ready yeah. to kind of see what the, sh the movie's going for. Because yeah. I don't think it's... I think it's lost on some people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not as out there. It's It didn't... I didn't grab... I didn't grapple that the first time I watched it. I did not understand. Even though it is really obvious... I did it's not. It's not, though. It's not. It is to me. You have to, to think about it. I guess, well, yeah, yeah I, guess, you. I guess it isn't, but it is to me. Like, I'm primed for it. I'm primed to see stuff like that, but... Yeah, but not it, everybody It feels is. like it's super obvious, but yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's not, like... Sometimes you just go to a movie theater and watch The Purge to see people kill each other and think, wow, I would never do that. Yeah. Ooh, it's so and, creepy. Why are they doing it? And that's the most interaction you'll have with yeah. the film. <laughs> It's funny, I was just thinking earlier, I'm like, have I done enough media criticism that I can't en enjoy media purely anymore? <laughs> like, I can't, I can't just watch a thing and enjoy it for what it is. Oh, no, absolutely not. You have to critique everything. <laughs> what are you talking about? You have over. to critique everything. It's over. We had, we had our fun. <laughs> Um, thank you all so much for, for watch, for listening. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. And thank you, Ray, for watching this movie with me. Thank you. And thank you to Ryan Chongo for letting us use the song Hat of Serenity off of his album Hat Shop. You can find it on his band camp. Also, thank you to Ross Sherson for the wonderful cover art. And thank you, listener, if you did decide to watch The Purge before or after. Mm -hmm. this as we episode. said, as we said previously, you are required to watch every movie that we watch. However, I think it should be implied that obviously, since we're covering The Purge, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to watch it if you don't want to. You this can watch joke is done with... <laughs> My favorite line from the movie is, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't beast. even know if that's in the mo movie. 